You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 20 of Here for the Truth. And today we have a personal friend and a brother of mine, Frankie Winterstein. Frankie is a father, husband, retired professional athlete, breathwork facilitator, lover of all things holistic health and well-being, and a proud advocate for the medical freedom movement. Frankie, brother, welcome to Here for the Truth. Joel, what's happening, boys? How's things? Thank you for having me on. Oh, man. Of course, man. Great to have you on. Oh, yeah. Absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, and for those who that, that don't know, Frankie is the husband of um, Taylor Winterstein, who joined us about nine episodes ago now, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Frankie and Tay have been in this movement advocating for medical health and freedom for a very long time. They've been soldiers on the ground, empowering others through, through, through a lot. And they've been through a lot and they've been there and they're still here. Yeah. And first off, man, just massive shout out for everything you've done over the years. Um, you've led the way for a long time, brother, especially in, in Australia, in the, in the work you've done, the way you've shown up. Um, so appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Honestly, thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, it's been a tough journey for those um, who do not know myself or my wife, um, especially in the arena that I, I had um, called home for a long, long time. As you said, I'm a retired professional athlete. And, you know, to have that title, you know, it came with a lot of baggage, especially being in, in this movement, because, you know, it is different. It is um, controversial. It is, um, you know, it's frowned upon. And, uh, you know, it, it, it became very, very tough at times for my family to hold that baggage, hold that weight. But um, you know what, man, my kids, they're worth it all. You know, I'll do this a million times over. And, um, you know, nothing can stop me from speaking our truth. And, you know, my kids are a testament to what, what we live, this lifestyle that we live. You know, they're, they're beautiful, unvaccinated kids. And, man, they're healthy as F, you know, I don't know if you can swear on this podcast. You, you can yeah. fuck, dude. You can say yeah, fuck. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm from Jersey, dude. New Jersey, so we throw f bombs out all the time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, they're they're healthy as fuck, and you know, I'm, I'm so proud of that. And yeah, um, you know, we we will continue to live this life, you know, forever and a day. And I'm so proud of the choices that we make, and you know, whether our journey can inspire other families just to reconnect back to nature, reconnect back to holistic well-being, and reconnect back to real food. Um, you know, there's so much fake BS out there at the moment. Why not connect back to real food, not fake food? Yeah, man, so, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, testament to your two beautiful boys. They are definitely healthy as fuck and absolute legends mm. as well. Um, man, one thing I want to start with, I want to get into this conversation is during during your time as a professional athlete in the NRL, in the you mean the top football league in Australia, and when you first started really delving into medical freedom um, and questioning vaccinations and whatnot. Um, what was that experience like for you in terms of the locker room? Oh, man. Um, you know, there were times it was difficult, especially when I used to go to training and, you know, the Daily Telegraph, like the number one newspaper, so you could, um, it's like New York Times or whatever, you know, the front page would have my, myself and my wife on the front page. Yeah. And here I am, you know, walking into my locker room and, you know, knowing full well the boys are reading that same paper. It's in our um, cafeteria area where we have lunch and at all the cafes you just see on the table. Like, oh, here we go. But, um, you know, well, to be honest, I never had a, 
a um, a negative experience with my teammates with that. You know, I think they respected me as an athlete. They respected me as a human being, first and foremost. You know, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I love everybody. I give everyone the time of day. It doesn't matter, you know, your background. doesn't matter how young, how old, inexperienced experience you are as an athlete. You know, I respect you as a person, first and foremost. And I think, you know, they didn't have to agree with my my beliefs. But, you know, what I think they respected that because not once did I ever have a tough conversation or a negative experience with a teammate knowing full well that, you know, this is the lifestyle that I live which is, um, you know, a testament to my teammates also. Um, but yeah, it, it, there were difficult times. You know, the media kept hounding us, kept slagging us yeah. on all, you know, news platforms, whether that be news, six o'clock news or current affair or 60 minutes or whatever, they can have their little say about our family. But deep down, the people that know me, the, the people that know who we are as individuals, you know, have, have a respect for us, which is, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I'm thank, thankful for that. Yeah, and I think... Again, I don't know you well. We had your wife on this podcast, but I think anyone with a rational mind and eyes to see can look at you, can look at Tay, can look at your children. And on some level, if it's not happening subconsciously, like maybe they're doing something right. Yeah. You know, like look at them. They look healthy and vital mm -hmm. and vibrant and, uh, you know, loving. There's got to be something to it. Now, of course, there's going to be the haters out there. But deep down, I think, you know, there's got to be people that just go, yo, you're, you're, on the, you're on the right track, you're on the right page. And very often there are people that'll be like, well, I want some of that. And they're the people mm -hmm. that are drawn to the community. There are people drawn to the movement and they're like, yo, what are you doing? What do you know? I want some of that. So I don't know yeah. if you've experienced that over the years, even with some of your, your fellow athletes where they're like on the side, they pull you to the side and they go, hey, listen, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of into what you're doing. I can't really tell anyone about it because, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to be on the cover of the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, well, man, it's funny you say that, to be honest, because, um, yeah, like, there's there's plenty of people like me everywhere, to be honest. And, um, you know, I've had conversations, you know, within my teams without naming, you know, names or, mm. you know, with people in different um, in different sporting environments. They might be playing rugby union or they might be playing basketball or whatever. You know, they always, you know, come into my DMs or, you know, if I have a match against them, you know, they just put me aside, like you said, and say, man, thank you. Thank you, brother. You know, you and your wife are just, man, soldiers. Um, thank you for the work that you do. And, like, you know, those little compliments, you know, they keep us going. Like, oh, man, yeah. we're on the right track. No matter, no matter what, you know, as I said, you know, energy is everything. And the way you present yourself, um, you know, with people, like-minded people or people who have, you know, they, don't, they, dis they disagree with everything that you say. I think the way you represent yourself uh, is, speaks a lot. So you can talk shit about me, but you know, I'm going to treat you with, you know, respect and the civil respect and then we go on our ways. Um, but yeah, there are so many athletes out there who are like-minded that have just not found their voice. And, you know, that's, that's nothing on them. That's just their journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I have to be the vocal you know, spokesman for them and their family, you know, I'm happy to do that because we're out there now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, eventually I feel like, you know, they will find their voice at their own time in their own journey. So we just have to wait and see. And no matter what, we're supporting them 100%. What a great attitude, man. I love it, man. And I mean, certainly, man, in like, in bearing that torch, in, in leading the way, like everyone is watching and it's just, it's just a matter of time until, you know what I mean? That person reaches that line in the sand where it's like, okay, yeah. I've got to, I've got to be vocal mm -hmm. about this now. I've got to, I've got to show up the way I need to, I need to show up because it is broaching me in a personal way. Um, it, yeah. This is coming towards my family now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get to a point where we prioritize, right? And what's really most important is that the illusion of this glamour and this career and being perceived in this way by the masses and not having my egoic reputation tarnished or is there a deeper truth which I can step into and uh, as a result actually live more authentically and not have to carry this burden of pretending you know um man uh, yeah I feel you on that one brother um you know for me at that look, I come from very humble beginnings I'm Samoan background so you know I saw my parents struggle from day one and, um, you know, footy was definitely an outlet at the start. You know, it was just nice just to play footy, have fun. Um, but, yeah, the more professional you get, the more serious shit gets. And, um, you know, once I, I was a father, you know, that was just the highlight of everything that I've achieved in my life, you know, being a father, being a husband. Um, and I knew there would come a time where I would have to step aside from footy knowing full well that the stuff that I'm, you know, portraying, the stuff that I'm being an advocate for, will, you know, eventually sway some clubs not to be interested in me. And, you know, I got a lot of backlash from the top, never from players, but always from the top, maybe a CEO or um, an organisation where they just had, you know, those subtle conversations like, man, Frankie, come on, do you have to post this? Do you, you know, can't you just be a little bit more yep. subtle with things? Um, but as you said, Joel, you know, like you got to speak your truth no matter what. And, you um, for those who do not know, I was over in France at the start of this year. I still had a couple more, couple more years left on my playing contract over there. Um, but yeah, I just decided to, you know, pull the pin on everything because, you know, I wanted to bring my family back home to Sydney, Australia. You know, there was talks of vaccine passports over in France. You know, Europe. This is last year, end of last year. So Europe was probably at the hub, and and probably United States too was the hub of all of this coronavirus. You know, hoo ha. And um, the vaccine passports were definitely on the agenda over there. So I was like, you know what, I, I came to a crossroads where I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to make a choice. And, you know, footy was gone. I was happy. Um, it was definitely tough. Like Joel said, you know, that, that ego of, you know, I've worked so damn hard to be where I am. Can I just let it go like that? But, you know, when you have your family alongside you on, 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 on the other end of the spectrum, it was an easy choice for me. So, yeah, we packed our bags and we... We turned to Sydney and here we are, bro. And you know what? Ever since then, being uh, detached from any club, you know, happily retired, and I'm speaking my truth. And I feel like it's a lot easier to carry because every time I posted something, I knew there could be backlash because we had trolls, we had haters contacting clubs, my clubs saying, you know, how can you employ this anti-vaxxer, blah, 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 blah. And, mate, it was just... Yeah, it's getting ridiculous, but you know, it is what it is. There's some really sad people out there in the world, and you just feel sorry for them because they're just so brainwashed, they're so uh, living under fear that they, they have no control over their emotions. Yeah, <sighs> man, it's a bit like that, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, man, it's just like I, I just have so much respect for you, and uh, you know, especially in this movement. For so long, it's been the warrior moms that have been oh. holding the torch. Uh, and obviously, from my point of view, just being in, in the U.S. and seeing what's going on here. And, you know, it's always so great to see fathers, you know, taking the torch as well and speaking out. And um, we just need uh, more. of. I mean, I'm not a father, but we just need more men uh, joining these warrior moms that have been on the front lines for so long. And so then we just get into a conversation of what is masculinity? you know, what is heroism? You know, what is standing for what you believe in? And 
you know, from my opinion, I think part of these different agendas that have been at play, they've been at play to kind of take down the masculine, to feminize the masculine. And, 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 and I guess my question to you is, you know, you're a badass fucking athlete, obviously you're stepping up and you're speaking your mind. And you have been for a while, but like, what do you think about that? What do you think about the state of masculinity in the, in the world and what needs to be done? Uh, so more men can, can join the front lines um, without fear or even with fear, but that's yeah. the whole point of heroism is to step, step forth and, and speak your mind and, and live your truth. Yeah, man, it's tough. That's a tough one, to be honest. I think first and foremost, they've got to look within. I think men have to really look within um, and go to those dark places where we've been, like, you know, childhood, trauma, you know, child work, everything like that. It really plays a role in how we show up in, in our society. Uh, for me, you know, doing the inner work, just really tapping into my inner child and, you know, working on my traumas and just, you know, meeting them for where, they, where I was at that stage in my life has helped me because I'm not, you know, all that outside noise, all this projection that I'm receiving, it doesn't play a, and has, has no effect on my body, on my mind, my body, my spirit, because I know who I am deep down inside. And like I said it from the start, you know, there's so much fake out there, fake food, especially, you know, we're eating processed foods and you know what that's doing to our body and our immune system. We just need to get back to how they were living back in the day, my brother. You know, we were warriors, we were cavemen. Let's just get back out in nature, walk around with no shoes on, let's eat real food and let's connect with ourselves. You know, let's get that hunter-gatherer mindset. You know, that really helped develop, you know, masculinity and that manhood back in the day. So, um, yeah, hopefully to answer your question, I just think, you know, men just have a good look in the mirror, first and foremost, and dig within. You know, we always try and outsource our energy, you know, find the next rush. Um, you know, definitely in my industry that I come from, rugby league, sporting industry, you know, you got a lot of men, a lot of like teenagers earning good cash at such a young age. And, you know, they don't really know what to do with it. And, you know, they're always outsourcing their next high, whether that be through drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it may be. Um, and it's, just, it's all distractions, to be honest. It's all um, this illusional thing out there. But yeah, I just really encourage all the listeners out there just to connect back with themselves first and foremost. You know, the, the work that you do within yourself and when you sit in silence and you have a really good look, what's happening inside you, you know, it's such a beautiful and confronting thing because you, you discover a lot of shit that's unhealed and you're like, wow, I really need to address these issues going on. But once you do, when you come on the other side of that little beautiful, you know, uh, speed hump, it, it's all magic, man. It's all nothing can come into your aura because you just, you know, matrix, you're just like, wow, wow, boom, 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 whatever, let's do it. Is that what you got? Bring it on. Dude, I love that you just gave that uh, analogy because I use the fucking matrix reference all the time. Like mm. when you do the inner work, the shadow work, the somatic work, the healing work, and you get more present and you regulate your nervous system, mm. it's like the fucking world comes at you you know all the haters all the shit and yeah. it's just like they're just bullets and you're like Phew. yeah yeah sometimes you get hit but they're rubber bullets you know it doesn't yeah. hurt yeah, yeah you just keep going brother you just keep going yeah brother. you just feel you just feel more grounded less reactive and you're just kind of like in your in your masculinity like in yeah. solid on two feet grounded it's um it's pretty interesting to witness when you mm. feel that transformation anyways man yeah 
I'll, I'll, I'll love this conversation. And I mean, I want to ask this question to, to both of you. I mean, for those who are new to, I guess, what, what we would call inner work or whatever it is, but maybe you're asking more so we can start for you. In your experience, when you actually, you know what I mean, meet or confront something within yourself which needs to be healed, what is that process like for you? Like, how do you, how do you get to the other side of that? You meet it, how, does it, how do you release that? You know, I think it's, it's an organic process. Like you're doing some sort of work and hopefully you have the space within yourself to allow it to be there. You know what I mean? So like, even just the idea of like me getting like the deep body work that I do, like getting walked on and doing deep breath work while I'm getting walked on and stomped on and all this right. shit, like, and breathing. And then all of a sudden something's bubbling up from the depths of my unconscious, you know, viewing the body as the shadow, as the unconscious. And then I have no conscious control. It's happening. And a lot of it is my, I think about like, I'm ready for it. Like if I I think very often, like you have to be ready to do this kind of work and your body has this wisdom, this, this wisdom and it bubbles up and you surrender. There's a surrendering process to it that happens where you have the experience, whether it's 30 minutes of weeping and heaving and tearing and crying and, and spitting and, and then, and it does feel like a rebirth afterwards. You know, or even something as simple as, oh, shit, I just said something to my wife and it pissed her off. And then that caused her to say something to me. And then it made me want to be more self-righteous. Then, okay, we have that life experience because I don't want to repress. We have the experience. We have the interaction. Then I have enough time to go back, contemplate like what went down. It's like, oh, shit, she said that thing. And then that triggered that thing within me. And Okay, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? It's like you have to have this introspective process where you self-analyze, you know, it's not about like living, being on the top of a mountain and just meditating 20 hours a day and not being in the world. I mean, you could, there's some people who do that, but, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a, you have to be honest with yourself and, and um, I don't know, I think it's different for everyone, but for me, it's been that it's just being, being open to what comes up and to allow space for it and to be honest with yourself before that part of you comes in to rationalize, justify, blame, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no. that, that's how it is for me. Definitely, man. How's that land with you, Frankie, bro? Yeah, uh, so much resonates. Um, yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, it's funny, like you say, like it's everyone has their own journey, but I feel like there's certain moments in your journey where you like, it confronts you and like, wow, this is it, man. This is where I, you know, jump back into old ha- habits, old patterns, or I can pivot and try something new. Mm. And it's just it's just about being brave enough and also having the right tools um, and the right community to hold you, support you, and you know, hold space for you. So you know, as men especially, we we that's where we sort of crumble. I feel because we're not open. We don't really have the tools. We don't have the knowledge or we just don't have the confidence to ask someone else for help. So yeah, yeah really encourage the, the blokes out there. Just, you know, if you don't have the answers, that's great. And that's awesome for having that awareness to realize you don't have the answers, but there's someone in your circle or if there's no one in your circle, they know someone who can help you. And it's just about helping each other. And, you know, consciously as a planet and hum- as, as humanity, as a race, that's what we need. Just open more open conversations where blokes can help other blokes and, you know, also leaning to that beautiful feminine energy. You know, I'm so lucky that I have a, an amazing wife who's supported me from day dot. You know, she's seen me at my lowest and she's uh, she's been by, by my side at my highest too. So 
you know, yeah, as I said, so grateful for my beautiful wife and, you know, and this beautiful journey, she's pulled me forward 99% of the way, you know, she's led from the front and I've always been hanging around, you know, she's taking me along, like pulling me, pulling me. And it wasn't really until back in the 2019 where I was like, man, fuck, I need to, you know, step up my game. This, you know, I'm, I'm, this is my kingdom. This is my wife. This is my family. I need to get my shit together. And, you know, fuck it, let's go all in. Let's do this because, you know, especially having two boys, you know, it's a massive part in my, you know, journey. I uh, definitely want to do this healing for myself, first and foremost, my ancestors, but also not to pass on any of that bullshit down to my boys. Yeah. Yeah, man, being, becoming a father and then raising your children, it's a, it's a massive rite of passage because... Mm-hmm. That's for the first time in, in our lives, well, in my experience, anyway, we begin to notice what we're repeating from our own childhood, which was pretty much unconscious up until that point. And then in that observation of, wow, where, where, where are my wounds being reflected now onto, onto my kids? And you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to continue to pass this on. Um, so it's that, it's that great mirror, bro. The moment we have, we have kids, that's yeah. I've said this before, not to discount non-fathers, but you know what I mean. That's there's 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 real deep work that that takes place. Yeah. No, no, no. no I feel you, man. And I feel like um, all that shadow work that we're not really willing to go into at that time. You know, our kids. Yeah. They project that back into us, like they they that stuff comes out of them because we're not we're not dealing with that in, within ourselves. So they're a beautiful mirror, like you said, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that not to discount again, like individual work, like meditating and doing whatever you got to do, but the amount of transformation that happens in relationship, yeah, whether it's with a primary partner, whether it's with children, whether it's, I mean, that has transformed my life more because like you said, they, they're going to trigger the shit. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the things come up, you know? Yeah. You can go for a little walk in the park. There might be some things trickling in from your consciousness, but you're hanging out with two kids, your wife or whatever, your coworkers, your, your fellow athletes, like fuck you know and, and this is the thing that we talked about on about this show too about even standing up like standing up and speaking your truth like you walk into a store or you know you say something online like you well more specifically when you stand up to authority all your shit from your childhood mm. all your trauma comes up mm. i remember the first time i walked into a store here in los angeles without a mask like i walked through the door and i'm like mm. a fucking little nervousness in my stomach it's coming up and oh who's gonna fucking come up to me? you know like Fuck, it's weird, man, because we're conditioned in our culture from education and our academic system to like listen to authority, Mm. keep your mouth shut, whatever the case may be. And it's different for everyone else. But I just feel like that's another reason for people to experiment and to just say, hey, what can you do? Like, what's one thing you can do? Uh, walk outside your house, even have a conversation with a police officer. Maybe you end up going home when you say yes, but just just to put yourself in the game. And yeah. just feel what happens. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great victory, you know. Of the experience. And every time, every time you have that experience, you know, you're building up your threshold and like your mm-hmm. nervous systems. Okay, I'm at this level now. You have another encounter with some lady down in the supermarket. Get into a bit of altercation. You do really well. All right, your 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 threshold goes up a bit, and it just keeps going and going and going. And I feel like that's what's happening in society right now. They're, they're so, they're not, a lot of them, I feel like they agree with the mask bullshit and all that, but they just, just don't have the confidence to go out there and um, because they're scared of authority, like you said, they're scared of being fined or um, being put in jail or even like the, the name calling from, from the outsiders. They're just scared of 
the unknown, which is such a beautiful thing to lean into once you once you start doing work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here in the U.S., like if you challenge a narrative, you're automatically a right wing, uh, Trump supporting, Q anonymous, selfish, horrible person, domestic terrorist. Mm. <laughs> oh, thanks. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just so absurd to me, but what are you going to do? You know, again, like the more you step in your truth, the more you do the work, like that shit doesn't even matter because we know who we are. We look in the mirror every day and we go, and Hey, we're not perfect. We're, we're still on the journey, but we're building community too. We're we're surrounding ourselves with these amazing, beautiful people. And and love is the, is the currency, you know, not fear, Mm -hmm. you know, connection, not isolation. So I mean, th- those things to me, like you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah. And uh, f- fear, like to me, is literally equivalent to death. Because if you were living in fear, you are not living. You are not putting yourself in any circumstance or any experience which will promote your growth. And what I've found is that genu- generally, if you're on an authentic path, then your wounds and your traumas will magnetize circumstances or situations designed for them to be exposed and to continually provide yourself with the choice at that point in time to like grow or to repeat, you know? And that's always a signpost to me. It's like, it's not a clear path. It's not rainbows, butterflies and unicorns, man. The the journey inwards, the deeper journey is it's bringing up that sludge and there's, there's a lot of it. Yeah, and it's ugly. It's yeah. very, very ugly and it's confronting and it's scary as fuck. And yeah, yeah it's, it's all that. Yeah. But as you said, once you push through and then you realize the beautiful, you know, encounters along the way and the little nuggets that drop off everything, the layers, wow. Okay, how good is this? Where, where can I go next? Yeah. yeah, give me more, you know? And, mm. and it just feels so good in every cell of your being. Like, yeah. that's the sign. Like, that's always been like, um, how do I say this? Like uh, an affirmation that I'm on the right path mm-hmm. when I have those moments of just feeling, you know, content, feeling fulfilled, uh, feeling healthy, feeling vital, feeling vibrant, you know, whether it's like a, a f- after a big cry or something or doing some workshop or being in a men's circle. And, and it's just like, this is what, this is what it's about. And, you know, fear is part of it. Listen, it's easy for me to knock, knock people like, like, come on, what the fuck? But Mm. At the same time, there is that part of me that's compassionate. Like, I don't know what, where they are on their path. Like their nervous system is their nervous system. Like I want to sit there and go, okay, you're wearing three masks and wearing a fucking bubble around your head. And I'll make fun of you because I'm also that kind of guy. Like I'll make fun of you and talk shit. And on the other side, it's also, fuck man, like that experience, like that's your experience. That's your reality. Like i I feel for you too, that like you have that much level of fear and, and the solution is what we're talking about here. It is the inner work, you know, that, that is the way out. Oh, I totally agree, man. And that's, yeah, compassion is a big one. I, I, you know, um, you know, I'll put my hand up and at the start of all this, you know, back in 2020 and 2019, man, I was slaying everybody. I was just judging. I was like, man, and take your mask off your bloody this and that you know i was riding them to the cows come home but then you know as it went along i was like wow these people are so so scared they really think they're gonna die from this and, it, and it's sad in a sense and yeah like compassion is a big one um that i'm definitely working through at the moment and, and it's definitely helped me along this journey too because yeah you just got to meet people where they are you know no expectation no judgment this is this is their journey 
Um, we can just shine our light and it's up to them whether or not you know, they're going to let that in or not. Well, you yeah. kind of begin to see the traumatised little boys and girls walking mm-hmm. around as opposed to, you know what I mean, these hardened adults that are just living in fear. It's like, wow, like what, what did you experience? You know what I mean, what did you go through? Yeah, because let, let's be real, for most of us, you know, especially, you know, we haven't had to live through some major war, like World War One, yeah. World War Two. like we've kind of had it pretty, I don't want to say easy because we've had different, you know, upbringings, et cetera. But generally speaking, you know, we haven't had this global threat. And even if the threat is, you know. Imaginary. Imaginary. Um, and so it's interesting to see like what these adults turn into, you know, like Joel, you hit the nail on the head, like, you know, traumatized little boys and girls are coming out and that's who's interacting on a daily basis. And um, I'm right there with you, Frankie, like, it's easy for me for my like, just self-righteous New Jersey, Greek, whatever, just yeah. be these motherfuckers. Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like my wife and I, we moved from Santa Monica to Topanga. So when this started, you know, like we'd go outside and like someone would be like 30 feet down the sidewalk from me and then just jump in the middle of the street. Like, and I'm like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? And my wife was like, listen, I can't hear you anymore. Just keep fucking talking shit about every single person. Like take that fucking mask off. Mm. But you know, that's my lesson. That's my journey. I got to keep working on having the compassion and just being like, take a deep breath. It's okay. They're in their journey. You live your life, focus on what you can control, build community, but it's hard, Mm. man. It's hard. I just want to shake. I just want to shake, shake it out of me. Yeah. And that's so good. Like, you know, you mentioned community. You know, I'm just so grateful for a podcast like this where you can just connect to community all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, one of the silver linings in all this mess. It's been beautiful in the same time just to see more people speak their truth. And you're like, oh, man, we're on the same lake, our wavelength. Let's hook up. Just like, you know, the story about you guys starting this podcast. So, no, hats off to you boys. And, yeah. Community is such a massive thing right now. And uh, the more you speak your truth, the more you call in your community. So, you know, don't hold yourself back. Don't uh, cut yourself short. Let's just, let's, let's, let's just get on the line and let's speak because we bring that all that beautiful uh, soul family in. Yeah. Have you found, because my experience has been, and I, might, I feel like we may have spoken about this with um, Taylor, um, that when you do speak your truth, and especially in the last 17 months, the people that are coming in, you mentioned soul family, like it's, it is like on this level of love and connection that I can't even express. There are people I've known for three months that I'm like, I'd die for you, yeah, man. you know, it's, and there are people, crazy. and there's people I've known for 20 years that, you know, like, I'm, I'm not saying there isn't still love there, but it's like, you know, our paths have just gone. And, and if we don't talk and if we don't keep this going, I'm fine with it. But that's such a weird, like kind of, I don't know, like time warp, mind fuck, quantum, whatever, <laughs> where it's like, I've just met these people and I'm like, yeah. you are family, mm. blood, because these core values run so yeah. deep, man. And we're aligned yeah. in that way. And it's, it's something that I can't even like, I don't even have words for it. Yeah. It's like that frequency, that vibration, no matter how far, like, you know, you could be in one side of the world, or I could be on this side of the world, but you know, everything that's on our checklist, you represent, you're my mirror, like, wow, we have the same core values, this is it, you know, we're family, you know, we're, we're fighting the same cause, we're fighting the good fight right now, and it's such an important fight because, you know, the future of our kids, I mean, my kids' future, I want them, I want to leave behind a legacy where they can enjoy life and have freedom of choice. Um, so that's why, you know, my wife and I, we're going 100, we're going so hard, and then we, we don't care who comes at us, because we know at the end of the day, this is for our boys, for, you know, their kids, our great-grandchildren, 
And, um, you know, like we said before the show, you know, we're, we're all made for this time right now. All the brothers, brothers and sisters across the world are feeling that pull to, you know, take a stand and, you know, be loud and be proud because, you know, we're made for this time right now. And this, this is, we're going to war, like you said, and, and it's a war on truth. And it's, it's a, um, I feel like it definitely is a spiritual war. You know, how, how much can they hurt us? How much can they, you know, squeeze from us? But can we still come over the top and, you know, take their battle to them front on? So let's, let's do this, boys. Fuck yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've said this to people and, you know, it's, I it feels true to me. Like this is the hill I die on, mm. you know, like I, I, and I'm not saying that to be hard. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I know what's going to, you know, I I've watched Braveheart and fucking Lord of the Rings and that shit's fucking fires me up. And, you know, it's, it is a battle between good and evil. And, mm. you know, I've lived a pretty cushy privileged life in some ways. And, and if it comes down to it where some motherfucker rolls up to my front door and is trying to drag me or my loved ones away, let's see what happens you know yeah but i ain't, I ain't going out like like that hear you man yeah it's just yeah it's, it's very difficult to process um and i, I I'm, I'm i'm having a hard time some days you know what i mean like in sydney we're now two months into like a stage four lockdown or whatever like i was hassled the other day just for sitting at the park you know what i mean and one of this guy this cop on a power trip wanted to arrest me and my wife literally just sitting on the grass being stationary mm. not doing anything you know what i mean and i get it families are cooped up in their homes they can't do anything can't even there's no sense of normalcy um and everything around us is just designed to crush your spirit to yeah. crush your will um and overcoming that at that at this point in time especially when the media is constantly driving this outlook that's so bleak and where it's like, we're never going to get to the other side of this. It's almost like this indefinite thing. Um, it's, it's, it's a really difficult period of time. And I really, my heart goes out to the families that have kids, you know what I mean? And they can't do their normal things. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about teen suicides have gone skyrocketed through the roof. Small businesses completely crushed. Everyone, everyone's hopes are just hanging in this abyss, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know the answers. I don't know the way through it. I don't know when this is going to end. But one thing that I do know is that if this whole thing is designed to crush our spirit, then we have to use our spirit even more. We have to get creative. We have to find ways to exercise our will to venture where we have not ventured before. You know what I mean? And even though we can't venture far physically, there's other adventures to be had at, at this point in time. Um, but yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. What is the, I want to ask both of you, like, what is the, yeah, uh, like in Sydney, in Australia, like, what's the general feel? I mean, you guys have your community, there's people in the freedom and truth movements, and then you have people who are following the dominant narrative, like, I mean, we don't, we're not experiencing the same level of lockdowns, obviously, that's been crazy with the media over the last 17 months, and all the cases, and all the deaths in the U.S., you know what I mean? It's just, but you guys are having like the lockdowns, you know, we have all the deaths and the cases and all the shit that they're putting out there, but then you don't really have all those numbers, but then you got the whole fucking like country on lockdown. So what, how are people feeling? Do people feel defeated or are people like, what the fuck? Yeah. I've, um, I've been in conversations with a few uh, families and a few individuals, uh, just mates in general who are, because they're attacking 
the construction game over here. So like, you know, they full on lockdown all construction across Sydney and now they, they've reintroduced construction, but you've ha- I think you've got to have at least one of your jabs to go back to work. So they're really squeezing, you know, these, this industry and like, you know, Joel said, the small businesses and um, man, we're just sending all our love and support with these families to stay strong and to seek, you know, legal advice because at the end of the day, this is all, you know, where, you know, our prime minister, um, he keeps coming out saying, you know, it's not mandatory, it's not mandatory, but yet, you know, they're backing us into these corners that we can't get out of without this jab. So it's really, really interesting, you know, I, the conversations that I'm having is so beautiful about so, you know, heartbreaking at the same time because a lot of individuals, they don't want to take it. They want nothing to do with it, but they know in the back of their mind, if they don't go back to work, then they can't provide for their families and they have young families, they have bills, they have mortgages. So it's such a sad time right now, but in the same breath, you know, a lot of people are pushing back and they've had enough and, you know, they're willing to protest about it. They're willing to speak up about it. They're they're willing to do things that they haven't done before. And, you know, they're they're ready to rock and roll too because they've had enough and there's no way in hell that they're taking these jabs. So you know compassion comes back into it um love and just sending them lots of strength to be honest yeah are people are people learning the law like really learning it and utilizing it to their advantage and you know obviously that's something that can be a little intimidating and i know it is for me you know especially when you start bringing in like common law and all these other more esoteric concepts but you know because i think this is the thing i grapple with is you can have five hundred thousand people protest and everyone feeling like high on it yeah we did it and then they go home and it's like the government's like hey great have fun we're gonna keep doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. so like like it's like what is the solution like from your point of view what do you think the solution is to you know these ever increasing uh, mandates and lockdowns and tyrannous acts um yeah for me like um taylor my wife you know she's heavily involved with the freedom keeper movement over here in australia and they have that over there in america also um, you know, the, the girls doing a magnificent job. They're all volunteers. And, um, you know, they've really been proactive in the approach where you, you, you get on the phone, get on the email. You've got, we've got local members of parliament here for a reason. You know, we're their constituents. So, you know, they work for us. So we're, we're, we're hounding them 24-7. This can't be on. We need better answers. We need better solutions because this can't be the only way forward. Um, so there's a lot of movements like that like freedom keepers that are Australia wide and they're doing such a magnificent job. And a lot of them are, are women, are, are mothers. So it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful to see because, you know, they're so passionate about their babies and their rights. Uh, and, and on the back of that, we've just got to be more vocal in every way we can, whether that be through email, through phone calls, or even through posting. At the end of the day, you know, while we still have a chance, this isn't China just yet. Let, let's get on social media. Let's post 24 seven. Let's do what we can to help, people you know see the light and see the different options out there yeah yeah definitely and i mean the the ultimate solution is to turn off your fucking tv because without that without the constant psychological warfare and this projection of this dystopian bullshit like life is pretty normal nature is still going on you walk outside like people really aren't dropping dead in the streets you know what i mean nature nature goes on so if we, if everyone made a collective decision to turn off the bullshit, right? Turn off the constant fucking 11 o'clock speech by your premier um, uh, telling you the latest cases, the latest mandates. Mm. You got fucking Dan Andrews in Melbourne, the premier now saying the latest change to the mandate is that 
you can't take your mask off while drinking alcohol outside. Mm. Like you got this guy on a camera literally saying this. And I mean, this is the kind of fucking bullshit, man, that just keeps us in this, in this frequency, in this state. But the problem that you have is it's not just the TV now, right? It's we perpetuate the cycle. We repeat mm. this shit. Something comes out, then we're all sharing it. Even if we're mm. fucking laughing at it, look, I mean, looking at this shit, we're still, we're perpetuating the cycle um, of this psychic driving and this psychic programming. So, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a difficult one to answer, but for me, that's the primary solution. It's just shut them the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tricky too. You know, uh, was it, I don't know if it was in New Zealand or if it was someone in Australia, some woman uh, was saying like, you, you sorry you can't even be friendly anymore like what did you see that video yeah, that's, 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 that's gladys that's our premier mm-hmm. in, in new south wales okay and she's encouraging people to dob on their family and dob on their friends mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> yeah it's a joke yeah yeah but what a time to be alive brothers Honestly, what a time, to, what be a time to be alive yeah fucking oath man um what a time i fucking to love it dude lives. These last couple of years that, you know, they've been their challenges, but they've been fucking awesome on my end, you know, like, it's just like, you're standing in your truth more, you feel more who you are, you're making these connections. I mean, Joel and I started this podcast, you and I, Frankie, we have ne- probably would have never connected. And here we are having a conversation. Yep. Like, that's fucking dope, dude. Yeah, yep. I love it. And like, everything happens for a reason along the way, all this journey, and then boom, we're here now. It's time. It's, it's, it's go time. It's battle time. And all the soldiers all around the world, you know, whether you're playing a massive role or even a small role, we're all playing a role and we're all pushing this momentum into, you know, waking up humanity and awakening everyone because it's such a beautiful place once we get there. Yeah. And we will get there. And we will get there. You know, I want to I rewind a little bit um, and kind of get more into your story because um, you said like Tay was kind of dragging you along. Like, you know, you're busy playing footy, you're a professional athlete and I think I'm curious just to know how that process was for you. Like even you've been yeah. activist for a long time, but was it like she sent you an article on a vaccines and then you're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, because the reason I want to hear that is because there are a lot of people out there who are where you were 10, 15, again, I don't know the exact time years yeah. ago. And so I'm just curious to hear more of that, like kind of hero's journey for you. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I was um, fully vaccinated child, but man, I was sick. As fuck, I was a sick kid, you know, every every year I'd go into hospital for something, whether it be, you know, asthma, bronchitis, you know, I, I suffered meningitis probably when I was like nine, I was in hospital for like three weeks. So I never really, you know, thought about all these things, all these, you know, factors um, in my teenage years. And then, you know, when I first started dating Tay, we were, we were toxic as fuck, you know, we were, you know, eating Maccas, we were drinking, binge drinking, we were in that, you know, that was our life. And it wasn't until we got married back in, you know, 2013 that I went to play rugby union over in Japan. And then she started, you know, we wanted to um, conceive and, you know, have babies. So she really wanted to get control of her, um, her, her, her womb and, and, you know, nourish it beautifully and get the, the fertile soil ready to rock and roll so we can bring in this beautiful baby. So she, you know, went from one um, documentary to another, went from one textbook to another textbook. And then she sort of stumbled down the vaccine pathway. We were definitely looking at, you know, bringing in the most healthiest child that we could physically bring into this world. And then, yeah, the vaccine topic came up in a couple of the books. And then one thing led to another, bro. And, 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And, you know, she discovered Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she discovered all these other beautiful, amazing doctors who have been such, who have come under such scrutiny from the American, like, you know, FDA, because they're just speaking this different narrative that they're trying to project out into uh, the schools, the universities. So it was quite interesting. And then, she, you know, she brought it on to me and I was like, babe, no, it can't be. Like, you know, we're vaccinated. Like, our kids got to be. But, you know, looking back, man, I was unhealthy as, and she was unhealthy too. She had issues um, with her uh, thyroids, I think, and she had brain issues growing up, tumours. So, you know, we had a tough conversation with our parents because they both felt, both our parents were like, no, no, we can't, we can't, we can't do this. And then we spoke about home births, which was another, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful conversation we had to have with our parents too. But, you know, we're just so glad that she just, you know, went from one book to another, went from one documentary to another. If she didn't get the answers to one book, she kept finding more and more and more. And, um, you know, it's been a journey. That's where in Japan, 2013, that's where she started uh, her Tazeway Instagram page. And at the start, it was all about holistic health. It was about eating well, um, you know, exercise. And then it slowly, slowly, slowly started going into, you know, vaccines and, and the dangers of vaccines, which is um, so well under published, you know, all the side effects and all, you know, we, we, we're very, very blessed. And we, we know a lot of families who have vaccine injured children and then we've met them along the way. And, you know, my heart goes out to them because the governments, they don't want to help them. They don't, they don't want to borrow them. Yeah. And, um, you know, even though our kids aren't vaccine injured, you know, we fight for all those families who have vaccine injured children. And um, yeah, so as I said, like I'm just so grateful for my wife, and I'm you know I'm grateful for my own journey of being open-minded to mm-hmm. this because at the start, man, I was like, nah, that's it. I, I, a lot of fear was coming up for me. So, no, no, what if you know we've got to go to hospital? What if this leads to X, Y, Z? But then she kept saying, baby, like we're protect- we're protecting our kids the best way we can with you know nutrition, with all she's doing all these supplements, beautiful, healthy su- supplements, natural supplements, and I was like, all right, let's do this, and you know. Everything's then we've been living this way and you know our kids have been in a picture of health which i'm so grateful for yeah that's awesome man it's a testament to who you are because you know very often i have conversations with people and i go man there there are couples who like th- these conversations don't even come up at all mm. like while they're dating or anything or while they're having kids and then it's like they already have the kid and then and then they're like ready to go to the doctor. And then like one might be like, well, I don't know if I want to do that, you know? And it's just like, it's just the communication thing. And, and at the end of the day, knowledge is power, you know, critical thinking is power and taking that information in and, and having these dialogues, like before you even, yeah. conceive, you know, that's what's important because even, even in the last 17 months, there are relationships that have just been yeah. torn apart because of the fear, because of like one person being like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take part in this experiment even though they're not going to probably say it that way but i'm gonna get the jab and other person's like no you know it doesn't vibe with me doesn't align with me so um you know kudos to you man for like being open and um because i get it man i I, i'm stubborn i'm stubborn some ways and then give it some time and take a deep breath and then hear something out learn and it's like okay i'm gonna change my opinion you know yeah i think it's it's been open to learning and open to hearing a different side of all your thinking and um yeah as men we definitely struggle with that um but yeah yeah, uh, as i said i'm just so grateful my wife just went balls to the walls diving deep into every little topic about vaccines 
And I was like, you know, from day one, she never touched anything, even all the pregnancy stuff. She never touched anything of that. And yeah, just it's, it's just a testament to where we are as a kid. Uh, my boys are at the moment with their health, but also to my wife and yeah. her investigation. Because you gotta you gotta know what's going on. And the doctors they're not giving you all this information. They're just giving you a quick hello checkup. Yep, rolling. Yep. yep, boom, boom, boom. See you later. And then you present them with all these side effects and let it on down the track and they, they want nothing to do with it. It's not related to the jab, no, 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 you, just a coincidence, blah, blah, blah. So, Yeah, and it's a testament to you also as, as a man, as a masculine, trusting that, that feminine intuition, you know, the female intuition, like trust, also trusting your wife, you know, trusting that not only did she do the work, but like there's that intuition. And, and you hear that so often in this movement of like a mother who went into a doctor's office and, and they felt that that intuition and was like, no, no, I can't do this. But the doctor like came on strong with the propaganda and the fear. Mm-hmm. And, and then they went against their intuition, you know, and that, that breaks my heart so much. Yeah. You know? So. No, and that's very, very common, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, my wife, he gets all sort of stories, you know, some beautiful stories, but also some horror stories from all around the world. And man, it's crazy how many mothers have, gone in with every intention not to receive anything or the kids not to get anything but they leave the doctor's office you know yeah with uh jab with something and it's at the end of the day they just felt the pressure all this judging coming from the doctors coming from the nurses where they just felt so cornered they buckled and you know they're forever living with regret but now they're in the process where they're trying to detox their kids Mm -hmm. and some of them are having beautiful successful stories where they're just detoxing their kids from all the heavy metals and that's and and that's amazing but there's also those stories where the kids are just you know not getting there just yet but um yeah as i said the doctors they were nothing to do with what's going on after that yeah man they're they're masters of manipulation and they know they 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 play the game the doctors you mean they know they know everything to say to, to any kind of hesitancy they're they're armed and ready um and you know what i mean i really hope that one day everyone that's taken that this this line of thinking and decided to make these actions knowing what they're doing um Mm. are held responsible you know because it's really it's it's pretty sick you know these these are the kids that we're talking about and if you're if you're aware that this injection is potentially you know i mean causing irreversible damage and yet you're complicit, you're complicit in still coercing someone to take this, then I really don't believe that often we consider how dark that act is, you know? And this happens so common. It's so common. Yeah. yeah. And like, even, though, um, sorry, just jump in, no, but no, no. Like at least America has that, um, the vaccine injury court, the compensation program. Yeah. Australia, you know, we, we've got nothing, and America's paid out four billion dollars, over four yeah. billion US dollars, to all these families. Whereas Australia, we don't have anything set up like that. So yeah. you, you really got to feel for all these injured, uh, vaccine injured families here in Australia. Yeah. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that about Australia. Mm. You know, I know the US has something in place, even though it's yeah. difficult to even like win a case. But you know, it just goes to show you how much money's been paid out. Yeah. Yeah. What's your? Do you have a reporting system? You know, obviously in the U.S. we have VAERS, but you know that that should have been overhauled a long time ago. And the CDC yeah. that it's the best we have. But I don't know if there's anything in Australia. 
I'm pretty sure there is, to be honest. Um, I don't know the exact details, but I'm pretty sure there is. Um, but like America, I think it's something crazy, like only one in four get reported or something like that. Could be even one in 10, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's disturbing and it, it's disgusting, really, when the government wants to try and mandate and, you know, make kids get these jabs because, you know, my kids can never go to school in Australia because at the moment, well, in preschool anyway, it's no jab, no play, which is basically, you know, bans all unvaccinated kids from preschool and eventually it'll be school and, like, you know, we're, we're seeing now with school HSC students in year 12 sitting their last year in high school, you know, they're really encouraging all those students to roll up their sleeves and get jabbed. And then obviously with the construction game at the moment, it's no jab, no work. So, you know, where does it stop? No jab, no travel. But you know what? Bring it on, boys. Bring yeah, it let's on. Go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, man, one thing one thing you mentioned, which I'd love to explore a bit with you, you mentioned um, home births, right? Like I know mm-hmm. I've, I've been witness to, to two myself with my two beautiful girls, but it's that that's something that brings up a lot as well right because i mean especially for the first one it's like what we're gonna we're gonna birth at home when we've been just conditioned and programmed through everything we've consumed yeah. through media and what's like no this needs to take place in the most precautionary circumstances possible yeah. you know but the trust that's involved in a in a, in a home birth um yeah. talk talk me through that oh man before i want to i want to just you know props to the ladies to the women to the mama bears man you guys are powerful like that's some gangster shit, man. Honestly, you know, giving birth to children, um, you know, to, to a child is powerful. You know, as a man, you just feel privileged to witness all all the all the emotions, that roller coaster. Like, freak me dead. Like, I don't know how they do it. And you know, one thing that kept coming up for me was just the fear. Like, oh, I was just so scared, man. Like, oh, man, can we just be normal for once and just stood in the hospital? Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. And you really have to go into that inner child work and, and the trust, like you said, just the trust that, you know, the human body is created for yeah. miracles, literally miracles. And, um, you know, the, the women, the womenhood and all the mamas out there, this is, this is, the, this is what they do. This is what they do. They, yeah. they birth beautiful beings into this world. And um, the human body is definitely capable of that and a lot more. And, you know, my wife, yeah, she's a beast, man. And, and seeing you know, babies being born in your own bedroom. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. And then having, you know, the bubs together in a bed, literally from the birthing pool, um, you know, a few moments later, the placenta, and just, you know, lying down with the baby in your bed, literally a meter away from where you just gave birth. And this is how yeah, it was back in the day. And they've um, conditioned human beings just to go to a hospital, you know, lay down in an unnatural position, try and get the mamas on their back and birth this baby. Like it's the most awkward position ever. Um, you know, too many movies, you know, you're just thinking all these things could go wrong. But, you know, when you really trust your body and, you know, it's so empowering, not only for us to witness, but imagine, you know, a woman birthing, this is, this is it. This is yeah. bang. Yeah. A, a human body has just come out of, you know, their vagina, basically, yeah. And like, man, this is it. This is what the human cycle is all about. And yeah, props to all the women out there, all the mamas out there. And, you know, even props, you know, so, you know, some, you know, with our first child, Ziggy, we planned a beautiful home birth. Um, Taylor was in intense labor for, you know, three to four days and she wasn't um, opening up, she wasn't dilating. So we had to, you know, we also had plan A and then we had 
you know, plan A1. You know, there's never plan yep. B, plan C. It's plan A1, plan A2, plan A3. And then we went to plan A2, which was uh, plan A1, sorry, which was down at the hospital. You know, we booked in. And we were very fortunate to have our own little area. And then we'll advise by our own private midwives that we should have a C-section. So, you know, for our first birth, it didn't go to plan. And that's where I'm grateful for the medical industry. You know, mm-hmm. when things like this need to be uh, intervened and that's that's where they come into play. Yep. And uh, we had a beautiful experience. You know, the midwives at the hospital were so beautiful and they respected all our decisions to have a um, delayed cord clamping, just to allow all that beautiful nutrients to go through the umbilical cord, um, um, seed, oh, what's it called? Well, it's called something. Um, where they um, they get like a like a well not earbud but like a little thing they go around taste vagina and then they put it all over the seed something is called where they just give the baby all the beautiful juices that the baby would have coming out of the vagina so yep. um yeah we had all these beautiful things that Tay had asked for in the in the in our A1 list and we got everything that we wanted and um yeah Ziggy's such a beautiful human being because actually when they opened her up and you know Ziggy came out, he had actually actually had a the cord around his neck. So he knew if he goes through that hole, something's wow. gonna happen. Yeah. So that's wow. where, you know, I'm very grateful for the medical uh, establishment in that in that instance. So yeah. um yeah, witnessing both births was both beautiful. And one lastly, yeah, just hats off to the women because you guys are just beasts and uh, <laughs> there's no way that um, I think men could even handle, you know, the amount of um, pressure that they go through and, and pain, really. I can't and even that. imagine it. I mean, sometimes when I'm taking a poop, dude, that shit's fucking <laughs> yeah. hard. Man. You know, I'm like, I'm a little constipated sometimes. I'm like, that sucks, bro. <laughs> you should try colonics, man. Get into colonics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've gotten some before, yeah. man, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just making a joke, but yeah, you know, for sure. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive, man. You know, I witnessed my sister-in-law's birth and that was just yeah. fucking crazy. That was, a, that was a miracle. No, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nah. And like, as a man, like, you're like, fuck, man, I want to do something. Give me yeah. the pain. Like you're trying to be like staunch and tough and like, man, I wish I could do something. And I was in tears, both births, non-stop tears. I was yeah. crying like a mess and like, Taylor was like, can you get it together? Oh, that's beautiful, man. I gotta, so beautiful. gotta throw a quick shout out to my amazing wife, Alyssa, home mm. birth. Two of our babies. Our first one, also, we had a 36 hour labor at home, but had to transfer to hospital like you guys, yeah. and luckily got away with minimal intervention. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, definitely thankful for the medical industry as well. We can't throw the yeah. baby out with the bathwater in that regard. It serves yeah. its purposes. Pun no intended. doubt about that. Um, mm. But yeah, man, there's witnessing witnessing your wife and the mother in those such primal, raw moments where it's literally is like experiencing a death, right? Mm. It's like there's it's 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 insane, man. It's it's hard to describe and it's hard to fathom. But I'm mm. right there with you, man. Shout out to to the women. Um, and it's that's and the something. father. Shout out to you, fathers too, man. You don't want to give a shout out to you. You're too, right, bro. bro. Shout yeah. out to fucking me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man, like holding space for for, yeah. for ladies to to go through that process man is uh yeah man yeah give it giving it the drinks the essential oils heading up the towels yeah uh, it'll be right baby you'll be right yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you scary, know what i love man, i just scary. love that there's three dudes right now we're just having these kinds of conversations you know like yeah. this conversation yeah. about birth about vulnerability about you know i don't know man i just feel grateful and and yeah. it's something that it isn't uh doesn't happen all the time 
Nah. You know, because that oh, is the divine that, masculine, man. It's like yeah. I'm a I'm a motherfucker, dude. Don't fuck with me. And I'll sit there, cry, hold space, be intimate. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think it's it's being able to have that balance and, and having the consciousness to choose when that energy comes through or when this energy comes through, you know. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, Definitely, man. And there is there is we are experiencing, in my opinion, some kind of renaissance of man at this point in time, you know, because the men are really becoming activated now as they, as they realize that, you know what I mean? Um, uh, there, there is a line coming up where, you know what I mean? Now they are meant to step up. They are meant to, to join the ladies and they are yeah. even in my opinion, meant to take over from this point in time, because there's some roads now, which I mean, the women aren't designed or meant to cross, you know, like, and so, yeah. I, I I love it. I mean, just in all my conversations, I'm really witnessing men um, willing to dive deep and willing to go deeper and to tend to do the work because they realize um, that there's there's no more time. You know what I mean? There, yeah. there really there really isn't. So yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. Love that. Tell me, Frankie, breath work. Um, mm. Talk us. Talk us through this process. And I want to know about the transition for you, how you got into it, what inspired yeah, you. Man. Um, but also how the, the, I guess, the mechanisms behind breath work um, and how it's so beneficial, the practice. Yeah, for me, like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm retired now. I turned 35 in December, but damn, I wish I found breath work when I was an 18-year-old, you know, kid, pimply kid, because, um, you know, the the beautiful transition I've had from, you know, not doing it and actually, you know, discovering the beauties of breathwork later on in my career, chalk and cheese, uh, just, you know, obviously being in this industry of footy and sports, which is so high pressure, always on the go, the demand to perform and be at your best, you know, it comes with a lot of baggage and comes with a lot of, um, yeah, pressure and, you know, anxiety or pressure to perform. But where breathwork, it just takes you out of your mind and into your body, man, and, it really grounds you. And like, you know, one thing that I used to do later on in my career was just always do a little quick little, maybe five minute breath work before going out to warm up on the field on game day. And then I have all my teammates just thinking, oh, what's going on here? But then they'll be quite open to it. And then, you know, I'm so grateful for guys like Wim Hof, mm. just a beautiful, you know, Scandinavian man, just be doing his thing, walking up mountains, shirtless. This guy is like King Kong right now. And um, just having someone like him where I can just reference, oh, have you ever heard of Wim Hof? You're all my footy mates. Oh, some guys do, some guys, yes. And just drop into that breathing, that beautiful breathing, beautiful breath retention phase, allowing your body just to soak up all that beautiful energy, really drop into, you know, whatever you're trying to work at, whether it be parasympathetic nervous system or even sympathetic nervous system because, you know, different breathwork modalities take you different places. And um, yeah, I've been very, very lucky that I, I um, got onto breathwork through beautiful mates of mine who are just you know, doing amazing things in this world, especially in the, in the men's work. So yeah, as I said, I wish I was an 18 year old kid discovering breathwork. And you know, since I've been back in Sydney, Australia, I've just done two rebirthing um, trainings. So. The one I got certified over in France during our lockdown was Soma Breathwork. Mm -hmm. I've done a Mirage over, uh, I think it's based in Thailand at the moment, a UK, is an ex-UK pharmacist and got really, really sick, discovered that Breathwork could, you know, actually heal himself. And you know, he's, a, he's a badass dude, man. And yeah, his music is so beautiful. He creates his own music to go along with Soma Breathwork. 
But then I also jumped into rebirthing uh, training when I got back here to Sydney, Australia. And, you know, that's been pretty full on and profound. And rebirthing is all nose breathing, all nasal breathing, no music at times. And then, man, like I'm having the most beautiful experiences um, with rebirthing, you know, I'm tapping into my inner child. My grandfather just keeps popping up and just keeps thanking me that, you know, on this journey. And, you know, as I said, you know, I, I, I went through a lot of things as a kid uh, growing up in a Samoan household. Really, um, my both parents really trying to um, raise me the Samoan way. But, man, it wasn't serving me as, as a kid. You know, I never really felt seen or heard. And, you know, my dad put a lot of pressure on me to make it in footy. And, you know, at that age, all I wanted was, you know, just to be acknowledged, just to, you know, hear my dad say, you know, I love you, son. You're doing well. I'm so proud of you. But, you know, I never really got that until I was an adult. So, you know, really tapping into that side of my journey. And it's been so rewarding. And as I said, like, there's different modalities of breath, breath work depending on what you're, you're, you're after. So I really encourage people who do not know much about breath work to really tap into it. And some amazing gurus out there of breath work gurus who are doing awesome things online and just jump online and just check them out because I promise you, give it five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or even if you want to go for a longer journey over an hour, man, it's such a profound experience and you can literally change people's lives, especially in this climate where stresses are high, anxiety is high, people don't know who they are. They're thinking, fuck, you know, what's, what's there to live for? And breath work will just bring you back inside yourself and you'll realize just how grateful you are just to be breathing right now. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm someone that struggles with breath work. I hit a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Someone mentions a breath work and I start getting into it. You mean a few deep breaths. Mm. There, 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 there's a barrier for me, you know? And obviously mm. I'm sure that's linked to places that I, I don't want to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah, someone that has struggled with it each, each, each time I've tried, but definitely looking to go deeper. What's your experience well, you, for us? Well, first of all, you'll just have to go to Frankie's next rebirthing uh, workshop and, uh, and break through those barriers, man. You know, because part of part of breath work is like being here for the truth. You know what I mean? It's just like it brings stuff up to the surface. You know, I've, I've had a lot of different experience, whether it's from like some yogic breathing to practices back in the days to, um, you know, some of the work the, doing deep breath work while you're receiving body work, which is a, was one of the elements of the work that I do. Um, I dabbled with Wim Hof, um, you know, some years back. And I actually want to get more into it. You know, consistency sometimes has been my challenge, mm. you know, just like having more of a regular practice. And what I love about Wim Hof too, is I feel like he's taken some esoteric stuff and, and packaged it in a way that has just been great for like, you know, anyone it's approachable, yeah. you know, it's not like super esoteric and weird and woo woo and spiritual. Mm. It's just like, and he's just a motherfucker, dude. He's just like, He's like, oh man, fucking breathe, you know, you know, he's just like getting that water, you know, getting the ice water, which I think is really powerful, man, because that, that talk about like, even like we talked about facing, uh, like going into a store without a mask on, like jump in the fucking cold water and like everything else, like your shit comes up. You're either like, can I get present and breathe yeah. or am I going to run out screaming? Like can't fucking handle this. You know what I mean? And so now, I think people need to work to it. You know, some people get a little crazy. They're like, this is my first time. I'm going to go in for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all right, chill, chill, you know, but, um, but I think it's yeah, powerful. I mean, I'd like to do, do more of it. You know, I think my experiences I've dabbled with a lot over the years, um, never really had a regular practice, um, you know, had a, had a, an ice freezer in our old place and looking to get a, 
getting one set up in our in our new home here in Topanga, just because I felt that that was really good for me. Yeah. You know, it was really good to to just kind of give that body that that stress and that uh, that um how do I say not not measured stress, but it's not like stress over a long period of time. That hormesis, whatever that you know that yeah. phrase is, and how that cross adaptation happens, where it's like, oh wow, if I can sit in in ice cold water for three minutes, four minutes, two minutes, whatever. Like what's going to happen the next time some person like cuts me off on the road or, or, you know, my partner says something to me and, you know, normally I want to like react and it's like, well, no, I could handle that shit because I just handled four minutes of cold water, ice water. And I got, I got in touch with my breath. So, mm. yeah. So you- true, cause, yeah. Cause I was going to say, you know, every breath, you know, our breath controls our thoughts, thoughts control our, our words, words control our actions. So it's just, bringing it right back to that first breath is so important. And I, I'm not too sure where I heard it, but um, sure, I think it might be in a podcast or something like that. Maybe a Wim Hof podcast and, you know, cold showers in the morning, you know, your mindset yeah. into that cold shower determines how you are going to be for the rest of the day. So you got guys waking up, ready to rock and roll. They do the cold shower, they're good. And then you got guys thinking, oh man, do I do? And that sort of filters into their day, whatever happens from that moment on, they're always a bit flaky. So it's really quite interesting you know, about cold showers. I'm a massive fan of, you know, cold plunges. You know, we used to do it every time for tra- coach training, after games. But yeah, as I said, I wish I was 18 when I first got into mm-hmm. breath work because, you know, I'd be a martha at ice baths. Yeah. There's some games where I'm just like in there like, oh man, my hands and toes are out. I'm just like, I only got my dipping my ass in and then the trainer and the coach are like, get in there. Oh. You know, um, I, w- I was in a men's like uh, experience, men's workshop, and um, the facilitator uh, didn't give a reason why, but just said, okay, tomorrow morning, um, uh, start off with a three minute cold shower. And it was kind of pretty cold out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the morning came, people did what they did, they came back. And then we talked about it. And it was kind of like using this cold shower as like a um, uh, example of how you live your life like well how many of you just like fucking went right in and just stayed in and faced it how many of you dipped like i'm gonna just put my little foot out in it and just kind of feel it first you know how many people set a timer like i'm gonna set how many people didn't set a timer you know, it was all these different things that can kind of shine a light on on aspects of yourself just from a simple intentional exercise of like take a three minute cold shower and there's going to be an infinite ways of how many people, how everyone experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I think a cold shower in the morning could be really powerful. I'm excited for it to get a little colder here. It's really warm now mm-hmm. um, for that experience because, you know, you don't need um, coffee and all these other things when you're taking a morning cold shower or a morning ice bath. That's just my view. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing the morning cold showers for a while now. Um, feels amazing. Um, and definitely, definitely changes your day. And it's just, it's about bringing in that level of uncomfortability right because i mean that's what that's what life's about it's meeting the uncomfortable in in all circumstances so we can actually expand and grow i think with all these practices that's 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 what it is right it's like where are you willing to go that you haven't been before you mean and it's the same thing with a warm shower we just want to stay in there and have the warm shower and be fucking you know what i mean get a little blanket (laughs) and frankie you mentioned it before about when we were talking about facing authority it's like how can we keep building that window of tolerance you know, within our nervous system, we, we expand more and more and more and more. And it's like we build resilience. Yeah, and so, it's like weight, weight training. The more you do it, the yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger your muscles go. You know, hopefully no injections uh, to help you along the way, but uh, um, we'll see. 
Yeah, man, it's interesting you said that. Um, it's so like numerologically, you're a 10, right? So is your Asmos. Your Asmos is a 10 as well, but the 10s are the pioneers. They're the, they're the initiators, oh, okay? Fuck like yeah, you're, bro. You're, you're literally, you literally are here to lead the field and, and show the way. Um, but more specifically, your personal card is the 10 of, one, 10 of ones, right? And as you can see, man, this guy's carrying a big load. He's carrying a lot. And this doesn't just manifest physically in terms of your stature, who you are, your career, what, what, what you did, you know, but also your life's journey, man. The 10 of wands is all about completion. It's about investing everything, great accomplishment. He's overcoming the odds, seeing it through, deep insight, survival, man. This, this is someone that's had a very difficult and arduous life and upbringing and has continued to be given the biggest challenges possible because you are up to the task and you came here to meet the task, my man. And there is divine confirmation of that. This card rules the 10-day period wow. that you were born to. Um, so there's there's no there's no coincidences. Damn. All our lives are unique. Man. Damn, I love it. It's the truth, bro. And we all came here for this reason, right? And when we when we see these confirmations through using these arts, we realize that we do have journeys that are personal for us and we're designed for us yeah. and we were designed to meet them, you know. And this is my this is what I have to give everyone is that you were given a unique task unique challenges and a unique life and you're built to meet that and to carry that so yeah thank you my man that was beautiful no you're, yeah well wow. yeah well you know i always say you know i there was so much love growing up as a kid yeah. but there was also you know tough love you know probably was the thing that stood out for me growing up in yeah. my household it was definitely tough love and you know some beautiful experiences but also some experiences where you know no kids can see and, and um, along the way through footy, I feel like footy was just a part of my journey. You know, I achieved a lot of things through footy, but that's not, that wasn't my calling in life. You know, my calling in life was to do the actual work that I'm doing now. And I feel that footy was just connecting all those dots, connecting all those connections all around the world um, to bring me to this moment in time right now. So yeah, grateful for my journey and grateful to be, to have a heavy stack to hold because you know what, man, I'm ready and I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not dropping those sticks, man. I'm, I'm going to keep on marching through. That's but it, yeah. bro, man. You're on, you're on such an authentic path, my brother, and the way you show mm. up, it's so inspiring. It really is. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it is inspiring because, you know, I've been someone who's been into sports my life and observing sports. And, you know, there's a rare, a rare athlete that is going to take up this torch and speak out because there is so much to lose. You know, there is a lot to lose. And so you get instant credibility from me, man. Not that you need it. You How know, how many athletes like, are actually speak worldwide? Uh, worldwide. How many? How many? You know, this it's not a it's not a large number because there's a lot mm -hmm. to lose. And um, I'm curious now that you're, you know, you, you're retired, are you are you working with athletes? Like even with the breath work and all the stuff that you're doing, are you working with former athletes? Are you kind of a bridge? Are you acting as a bridge to deeper levels of work than just like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking work out, be a badass athlete and, you know? Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Well, um, you know, when I first got into breathwork and getting certified, that was my goal. You know, I really wanted to be the bridge between, you know, the footy circles into this beautiful space. And, you know, a couple of the clubs that I've been at previously, we do a lot of uh, mindfulness um, you know, some trainers were pretty proactive and they fought outside of the box, you know, mindfulness, um, you know, yoga, Pilates, but yeah, definitely the mindfulness one I wanted to play with a bit more and then introduce breath work into that, especially being an, an ex-player, you know, I, I, 
it, it comes different. You know, when I'm, a, if you're an ex player, you've been in the trenches, you know a lot of the boys, you know what they're going through. I feel like, you know, when someone from the outside comes into their space, you know, straight away, they're an outsider. But if, you know, you've been there, they accept you a bit more and they might want to hear what you have to say because uh, being a professional athlete, especially in the NRL, you know, there's a lot of things where the boys just, you know, really brush off, you know, that's not for me. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm not into that, whatever. See you later, dickhead. Um, <laughs> but being an ex-footy player, you know, I feel like I've got that respect already and they'll be willing to try that. And it's funny enough you say that because I was actually working with a... Um, a club, an NRL team, South Sydney Rabbitohs, and working with their first grade. And we had, you know, plans for the rest of this year to work more with them and working more with them leading on to 2022 next year. Um, but we'll see what eventuates because the, the whole competition has gone up to Queensland now and they've relocated because of the COVID uh, crisis here in New South Wales. So we'll see. I'm not too sure what's going to happen moving forward because, uh, yeah, my mug and Talis mug has been on, you know, the page and in the news very, very... Frequently over the last couple of weeks, so I'm not too sure if they're you know willing to uh, you know go out on a limb and yeah, so basically support me through you know next year too. But you know at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I'm happy if they take up my services. I'm happy if they don't. You know, yep. I've already had interactions with their players, and yeah, a lot of them DM me, come through. Oh, Frankie, you got any um any um, breathing exercises I can do? Just flicking this and that, and they go, bro, enjoy, man. And uh, it is what it is, and. Yep. Like, you know, being retired, fully retired, you know, I've got no one to answer to but myself. You know, I'm self-employed. I do me now 100% of the time. So it's in that sense, it's been really, really good. And I think if I just keep speaking my truth, whether it be, uh, you know, the medical freedom movement, but also just doing the work and breath work, especially, I'll just, the boys will just come to me when they're ready. Uh, I'm not going to force anything onto them. It's their journey, like we've said along the way, um, when, they, when they feel like they need a bit of a top up, I'm sure they'll reach out. Yep. I don't know if you've noticed, man, but one person who I'm noticing speaking out is Andrew Bogut. He's pretty high profile, yeah. but he's all over it, man. He's calling them mm. out big time. And I mean, this we're talking about the number one draft pick in the NBA, yeah. right? And it's it's incredible to see. He's got his own podcast as well. He's talking some smack, um, but he's out there calling out the Australian government 24-7. Yeah, it's so good, man. And I know a lot of... Um... Well, um, Chuck's been speaking out a lot, which is yes. Anthony Mundane, but he's always been speaking out a lot about everything his whole career. And yeah, my hat goes off to him because he hasn't swayed once. And um, he, he copped it a lot in his throughout his, his whole career about speaking out on, on certain subjects, but especially the, the vaccine issue. He's going 100 and um, yeah, good on him. I, lo I love him. Who's this? 100%, man. Anthony Mundane, dude. He was Australian champion boxer and ex NRL yeah. player. I don't know oh, if you've wow, okay. one day. Yeah. No, no, I don't think I have. But Anthony yeah, Andrew, and because, me in your DMs. Yeah. And because he's an indigenous man, like, you know what? Uh, I've got so much love for him because yeah. a lot of his people, especially, are being targeted for these experimental jabs. Yeah. And um, when he speaks out, you know, hopefully his mob, hopefully the, the Aboriginal community really resonate with what he's got to say because it's so important. Yeah, man, such a such a strong-willed character. And he's someone that has worn a lot and copped a lot of slack mm. along the way as well, man. So my my heart and my hat goes off to everyone who's standing in their truth at this point in time um, because it's it's monu it's monumental, this crossroads yeah. that we all find ourselves at right now, yeah. you know? And I truly believe how we respond and the actions that we take now do echo into eternity, backwards and forwards, you know what I mean? Both ways across the timeline. I mean, as, as, you, as you keep bringing in, you mean, the, that ancestral um uh, element to it it is it is here now i do feel like that you mean 
they're watching. You mean there is there is observation of reality right now from different realms. Um, it feels that way to me. So yeah, yeah man, it's it's big. Mm. Mm. I like these moments of silence too, you know? Yeah, it's good. It's beautiful moments to let it all land because man, it's so nourishing for the body just to hear it light up every cell of your body because it's so true and it rings home yeah. and 100% our ancestors you know personally you know my ancestors were warriors and I'm not gonna fold over to this little moment in time and, and cave into all this bullshit because you know I'm a bit scared to put myself out there nah this is where I need to step up and call call upon them and bring in their energy bring in their love and their power to keep going through and keep inspiring people yeah how do you do that? I want to ask you. How do, how do you do that? What's the experience like for you? Yeah, man. Well, honestly, for me personally, through breath work, it's been crazy. Like I always set that intention, you know, I always invite my grandfather into this space and all my ancestors into whatever space I go into. And for some people hearing this, this might sound a bit, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Woo, woo, out there. What's he talking about? But, um, you know, my, I've felt his presence. And uh, during my first rebirthing retreat, he was there the whole time and my facilitator was she was observing me from about you know two meters away and when i got out of my breath she said frankie i i she i didn't say anything and she said frankie you know i felt your grandfather here right here next to your shoulder and i honestly i just yeah. started crying like no tomorrow man like oh i'm starting to tear up now because yeah me too man. Crew, bro like they you know what they went through at that time um has you know all that beautiful, powerful DNA has come in through me. And this is where, you know, I will not, you know, I will, you know, I'll forever be, you know, disappointed in myself if I didn't speak my truth now, not only for them, but, you know, especially for my family and my boys, because this is the time where we really stand up and be a man, you know, that saying, be a man, all right, this is me being a man right now and bringing my family forward. No matter what criticism we get, you know, it's, I've said it a million times over, like, I'll, I'll cop this, over and over and over again until I come home. You'll carry it, bro. And know, yeah, yeah, and know that my kids are safe. You know, it's all worth it, brother. Mm. Deepest, deepest, deepest love and respect, man. And uh, I mean, Thanks, I like, I, I feel it too, bro. You know, when we, when, when we think of our ancestors, my whole, my whole, my whole body, all my cells. You mean mm. I get goosebumps? You know what I mean? And it's that intrinsic feeling that you know what I mean. They, there, there, there is a shift. There is a change. Is, is someone actually here now? You know what I mean? Um, it's a whole body sensation. Yeah. yeah yeah you can't describe it eh? you just you can't describe because you, you feel it you feel it yeah and um it's like that, that pool when you want to like fuck, say something or do something but then you know fear sort of holding you back and your answers are like nah go yeah you, the path is clear now is the time and just do it jump in yeah yeah mm. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a quote that you said earlier, not a quote, but what you said earlier and even this conversation. And I know it brought up movies before, but made me think of Gladiator, you know, the movie Gladiator. And it's just like, how are, how do we become the gladiators of our own lives, you know, and in this yeah. moment and what it's going to look different for each person, but there's yeah. something, something of that where we, we put on that armor, that psychic armor, the physical armor. And I don't mean armor in the negative way, you know, from a, from a somatic standpoint and just mm. withstand whatever's coming at us. And we're going to get critiques like I, I'm not in the fucking public sphere. I'm not a fam- I'm not famous for as an athlete and getting getting put on the New York Times. 
but it's relative in your own life you know like people who used to care about you are like oh fuck you you're crazy you know it's like how do you navigate that people in your family and it's just like it comes down to really standing in your truth and believing that and knowing that what you know is true and and fuck the rest man especially when you can see it in your beautiful kids you know like you know if my kids were sick as fuck and you know every two weeks they'd be coming down something then i'd you know i'd be a psycho if i didn't adjust something yeah but when i see them being so healthy so vibrant so full of love and joy man there's this is it this is Mm -hmm. what this is what i'm fighting for because i don't want anything to ever happen to my beautiful boys right now so and the proof is in the pudding. You know, you look at you look at your kids and you're like, all right, I think we, they are doing something right. And, mm. and I think that's where we come back to this whole inner work thing is like, you have to be honest with yourself. Like yeah. what's going on in your life? Like, am I healthy? Do I feel like shit? And am I fulfilled? Do I have anxiety all day? Like, like what the fuck? Like if you are, then you got to change something. Yeah. You know, like you said, jump online, do a fucking breath work. Okay. Yeah. Google breath work or search online for breath work and just fucking breathe for five minutes and Okay, wow, that was interesting. Anything. Yeah. It's just like you have to change. You keep doing the same shit over and over again, like that quote says. It's like you're fucking insane. Yeah. You expect something different to happen. So Yeah. Be your own guide. You mean be your own hero. And you're right. We yeah. all are on our own hero's journey and it's mm-hmm. unique to us. And everything that we've experienced, everything happening in your life right now is calling you to something deeper. It's calling you to step into, you know what I mean, your deepest and truest potential. And that's, that's, that's my daily prayer. It's like, how can I serve my deepest potential today? It's like, how, how can I bring the divine in to meet my highest calling, which I incarnated to experience? And that's what I try to do every single day of my life, you know? Um, yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. So true. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, like, why not now? You know, I always hear this saying, you know, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Like, you cannot... Mm-hmm get something to hit you more home than that sort of saying because uh, the longer we do leave it the more difficult it is going to be for our future generations yeah i've um, wanted for three for three years maybe even four years to do a podcast yeah but, you know oh yeah i'm gonna do a podcast yeah man, i'm gonna do a podcast i'm gonna do a fucking podcast but you know like that wasn't for whatever reason it wasn't the right moment but again it's like meeting joel connecting with joel with the state of the world being aligned in that way and being like, okay, well, let's, we got to do our part, you know, which is like bring people like yourself on, you know, and just to expose them to, you know, our growing audience, you know, you got to start somewhere. We started with yeah, one exactly. follower on Instagram, you know, exactly. And Good it's a thousand like, now, bro. A thousand. you got a thousand, you know, hey. we started three months ago, we had a thousand followers and not that like, it's just whatever that is for each person, you know, it's like, I love what you said. Like, why not now? Like, fuck it. Like, this is yeah. the time and i don't know i just feel blessed to be alive man as as crazy and wild as it is like it's just there's something here that Mm. uh, i feel really fortunate and blessed because you know they say you know tomorrow is not guaranteed for nobody and that's true in every sense so you know we can just sit here in lockdown and twiddle our thumbs and wait for the premier to open up the borders this and that go back to work let's just fucking live your life man do what, you, do what you want to do. No yeah. one's going to, you know, people along the way are, are going to project you and help you along your journey, but it's you that has to take the first step. Yeah. So let's do yeah. it. And, and this, you know, this whole thing that happened, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, 16, 17 months ago, 
there's some people that took it as an opportunity to step further into their truth and to heal mm -hmm. and to be like, you know what, fuck my job. I don't want to do this anymore. Or, you know what, this relationship isn't working for me. Or, you know, I, I, I want to lose 20 pounds. So even I'm locked in my home, instead of like reaching for the chips and the booze and the shitty food, I'm going to like do some exercise or, or, you know, go online or whatever the case may be. So, you know, every, every, there's every, there's a moment in every day to whether or not you want to answer the call or not. Mm. you know and the phones the phone's ringing fucking loud at the moment yeah yeah definitely time to pick up and open up that dialogue and do something different i think that's the key something different that we haven't tried before because we're always stuck in the unknown it's the unknown we're scared of the unknown but i'm telling you friends family listening brothers sisters the unknown is such a beautiful space such a beautiful place and it, it calls us to greatness yeah my favorite quote by um, Nietzsche is do what only you can do um, become the master and the sculptor of yourself, you know, and that's, that's, that's the message that I try to bring through is that there's something that only you can do. There's wow. something that only you're, that only you are capable of and no one else yeah. is capable of. There's something that through every experience that you've experienced has brought you to a crossroads and a junction for you to perform something and show up and create in some way that no other person on this planet can offer, mm. you know? Um, and I feel like each person truly does know what that is. And yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes it's too obvious or sometimes they're a bit wary or scared of showing up in that way. But you mean tap, tap into your truest self because you're, you're such a unique individual. There's, there's no one like you and you know I mean own that and tap into that yeah. and get real. Um, Frankie, bro, this conversation has been an absolute honor and just the deepest respect and love for both of you and you mean just to share this conversation as brothers man I, I really 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 appreciate it yeah man same here what a blessing and I said this to, to Tay when she was on if you all ever find yourselves in Los Angeles or mm. just holler man you, you you got a place to stay I'm sure you have your people but just really awesome man to connect thank you brothers yeah it's been a blessing man been an honor anytime you know, I'm always open for chats. Just, yeah, get jolly. Yeah, my DMs are just like flooded. It's a mess. It's disgusting. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, just really, truly humbled. And, you know, congratulations on the beautiful podcast. Keep spreading love. Keep spreading truth. Keep spreading light. Because right now, you know, some people are experiencing dark places. Yeah. And your light brings them home, man. So that, that's it. At, at the end of the day, all we want to do as human beings is return to home and get connected back to home and, you know, all the beautiful journey along the way is all meant to be. So thank you so much, brothers. Thanks, man. Frankie, before we go, is there um, anything you'd like to shout out? Any your, your programs, your services, your breath work? Where can people find you? Let it yeah, well, I've got my um, IG tag, um, Frankie underscore Winterstein. Uh, wifey and I are having a bit of a break at the moment from our um, in-person workshops, our couple workshops and uh, my own personal workshops. But I'll be rolling out some stuff online soon. Um, I think right now, just for me and for my, for our family, we just want to connect to our boys and you know have no distractions and just be really present. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm so mindful of you know how how you know how much screen time I consume myself. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, what's all this work, beautiful work that I'm doing for if I'm not nurturing my own two boys right in front of me? So yeah, uh, yeah at the moment we're having a bit of a break, but we'll be back on soon. Awesome, man. And what, what what was your website for the breath work? Yeah, it's frequency at Frankie. Oh, sorry, frequency with Frankie.com.au. Beautiful. Man, we'll pop everything in the show notes down here so people can connect. 
um let's do this again sometime bro it's, it's yeah for sure fun. for sure it's been a pleasure man sending you guys so much love boys thanks my man i really appreciate thanks. it thanks guys brothers. thanks for listening to episode 20 of uh here for the truth we'll we'll see you shortly take care smoking mirrors i'm seeing through the illusion waking up in a the time they think you're in a delusion somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing i'm in a delorean